0: Today, a national security expert brings you chilling insights on ISIS. Discover how this vicious terrorist organization is using ruthless violence, social media, and fanatical ideology to infiltrate and eventually conquer America. On Jewish Voice. Hello and welcome to Jewish Voice a program to help you to
1: understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The guest that you're going to meet on today's program believes that a global threat is upon us, that the most powerful terrorist sect in the world has developed a strategic plan to destroy the United States, a plan to take us by surprise in ways that we may least expect, an attack that will happen from within, right here on American soil. Here to help us understand all this is an investigative reporter, an authority on terrorism and national security. Please welcome back to Jewish Voice my good friend Eric Steckelbeck. <laughs> Eric, welcome back, buddy. Well, you have been very busy. i see you almost every turn i time i turn on fox news but i don't see you on cnn or bbc and
2: no al jazeera no al
1: jazeera for sure
2: (laughs) but on fox news you have really been busy i have you know the jihadists never sleep so (laughs) ISIS so we shouldn't either yeah so the bad guys are keeping me very busy jonathan and you know writing a book about isis Uh, going to bed, my head hitting the pillow for five months working on this book. Not the most pleasant thing, but I think for the American people, it had to be written because right now, a lot of people are asleep about this threat.
1: I think so too. There is a lot in the news about ISIS or ISIL, depending on who's talking, but I don't think that most people
2: understand who ISIS is and how great a danger they pose. Well, ISIS is the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. And when I talk about the book, Jonathan, I say, you know, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. If you rewind back to 2007, 2008, whether you agree with the Iraq war or disagree with the Iraq war, we can all agree that the U.S. troop surge worked. Al-Qaeda in Iraq was defeated. They were crushed. Fast forward to December 2011. Now, President Obama, against the advice of all his top generals, withdrew every last U.S. troop from Iraq. And Jonathan, almost simultaneously, when he did that, a wave of suicide bombings began, assassinations of Iraqi leaders commenced, and all of a sudden Al-Qaeda in Iraq, which again had been crushed, rose from the ashes, spread its tentacles next door into Syria, grew into the beast we have today, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, who, by the way, President Obama called the JV team of terrorism not too long ago. I heard that.
1: What's the difference between ISIS and al-Qaeda? And then what I'm going to talk
2: about the difference between ISIS and ISIL. Yeah, well, ISIS came out of al-Qaeda. It began, Jonathan, as al-Qaeda in Iraq, which again was crushed. But ISIS grew out of al-Qaeda in Iraq. It's an offshoot out of al-Qaeda. It's interesting because right now there's an al-Qaeda 20-year plan. Like any good business, al-Qaeda has a business plan back in 2000 al-Qaeda put together this 20-year plan ending in the year 2020. Long story short, it had seven phases, Jonathan. Right now, we are in the fifth phase. Al-Qaeda said between the years 2012 and 2016, they wanted to establish a caliphate. Well, ISIS did exactly that in 2014. The next phase, 2016 to 2020, total confrontation, is what Al-Qaeda calls it, and I believe we are heading towards that confrontation in the form of ISIS in particular.
1: Yeah, we'll talk more about that, but they're on target with their plan. They're right on target. They have a target. very clear plan. What yeah. about ISIS and ISIL? You hear on Fox News it's ISIS, yeah. on, on CNN it's ISIL, when um, yeah. the White House talks about this group it's yeah. it's ISIL and they're not Muslims or yeah. something, you know. that's. There's not this connection being made. The Islamic
2: State is not Islamic according to President Obama. (laughs) You know, I'm glad you asked me this question, Jonathan, because my wife, when she knew I was writing the book, she said, please make the distinction between ISIS and ISIL. Explain that. Long story short, ISIS, as I said, is the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. That gives them basically Iraq and Syria, a big territory. By the way, they control right now 35,000 square miles of territory, an area the size of Great Britain. Okay, but when you call them ISIL, That means the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. Now, the Levant is the entire region from Jordan to Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Iraq, Syria, and Israel. Yes. Now, why would President Obama repeatedly call it ISIL? He's almost granting them legitimacy. He's giving them more geographical ground than when he just calls them ISIS. It's the complete rejection of Israel as an
1: autonomous nation so, it's almost like Israel doesn't exist. So, right. it's the Levant yeah. f-
2: all the way from, uh, from Iraq down to, to Egypt. He's given, them that, he's given them the whole ball of wax, the whole region, by calling them Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant.
1: I want people to understand though, this is really a slight against Israel yeah. uh, to, to, to refer to this area as the Levant, well, he which believes, are Arab territories,
2: Jonathan, Muslim absolutely. territories. Absolutely. He believes Israel is the problem in the region. Iran is the solution. Our Secretary of State, John Kerry, said a little while back that ISIS is gaining recruits because there's no Palestinian state, because Israel won't give up land to the Palestinians. That's radicalizing people and making them join ISIS. This is our Secretary of State.
1: Yeah, that's misinformation. Yeah, to that's say a that nice,
2: we, by the way, that's a nice
1: way to put it, I think. Yeah. Misinformation. <laughs> We've seen some of the greatest brutality, televised brutality in the history of the world beheadings people's eyes being gouged out uh, people being set on fire it's just horrible you have Terrific. some firsthand accounts of what ISIS is is doing the atrocities yeah. that
2: um, they're actually involved in just give us an idea you know in the books, we need to hear this this was tough for me personally Jonathan to write about this as a father of two young daughters What ISIS is doing to women, number one, and number two to young children is just reprehensible including beheadings of young children, four, five, six year old children, Christians Mm -hmm. having their heads taken off, women being enslaved, brothels in Syria and Iraq where ISIS fighters will come off the battlefield and they will have rape rooms where they repeatedly rape Christian women, Yazidi women. This is happening right now in real time. It's really, truly happening. And beheadings, look, if you go to ISIS's capital, the city of Raqqa in Syria, and you walk around in Raqqa, and I have, again, firsthand accounts, there are heads on spikes all around that city. Severed heads are a way of life there. It's a way to intimidate, show who's boss. And by the way, also, Christians being crucified in the city center and people forced to watch young children being brainwashed Forced to watch beheadings, crucifixions. This is the next generation of holy warriors, jihadists, that ISIS is raising up. They're brainwashing them, they are desensitizing them to all of this brutality. And don't go anywhere. There's lots more ahead with Eric Steckel
1: back. And up next, an important update that you need to see an impoverished tribe of Jewish people who are in desperate need of our help, of your help. Stay with me. <laughs>
3: Your gracious gift and support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are urgently preparing for one of our next medical clinics. Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They'll share God's love and good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah, Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll send you the book discussed on today's broadcast, ISIS Exposed, Beheadings, Slavery, and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam by Jonathan's guest, Eric Stackelbeck. In this eye-opening new book, veteran investigative reporter Eric Stackelbeck takes you inside the story of the new caliphate rising in the Middle East and reveals just how clear and present a threat it is, even here in the United States. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our powerfully moving new limited edition art sculpture we call Soldier at the Wailing Wall. This numbered, limited-run keepsake sculpture poignantly depicts an Israeli soldier praying at Jerusalem's Western Wall. It will serve as a deeply moving reminder that your partnership with Jewish Voice makes you an important part of something that is blessing the Jewish people and rallying support for Israel. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help and sharing the good news to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now.
0: Today, a national security expert brings you chilling insights on ISIS. Discover how this vicious terrorist organization is using ruthless violence, social media, and fanatical ideology to infiltrate and eventually conquer America. On Jewish Voice.
1: I'm back with best-selling author Eric Stecklebeck, who's here to discuss his latest book, ISIS Exposed, Beheading Slavery and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam." I want to quote something that you wrote in the book and have you comment on page 207. You write this. We have reached a tipping point in the battle against radical Islam. Future generations will look back on this period in history much as we now look back on the Cold War and World War II and judge us on how we confront the existential challenge of Islamic jihadism that has already changed the Western way of life in profound ways. That's a pretty thought-provoking statement. We'll be judged for this. We will. If the Lord
2: tarries. Yeah. You know, you think of the book of Ezekiel where God says, if the watchman does not sound the alarm, he will be held accountable. Well, I mentioned Winston Churchill. I'll mention him again. This is a Winston Churchill moment. Think back to the 1930s, early 1940s, Jonathan. Winston Churchill, the great British Prime Minister, saw the gathering storm of Nazi Germany. He knew what to call it. He knew what to do about it. He was shunned, ridiculed by his fellow Western leaders. Today, in to my mind, the only leader who sees the gathering storm of Jihad and radical Islam is the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Can
1: ISIS be defeated. Yes.
2: Let me say real quick about uh, the ideological apocalyptic. This is not the Cold War where we had mutually assured destruction. The Soviets didn't want to die, an atheistic regime living for this world. The jihadists are living for the next world, martyrdom and to This is a huge
1: difference too. Until now, you had people that wanted to live. Yes. You know, uh, as Patton said, victory is not dying for your country, it's making the other die for his country. But this, this is about a this is a group that's willing to, to really literally lay their life on the homicide bombers.
2: Yes. The leadership of ISIS, the, the Iranian government would send millions of their fellow Muslims to their own deaths if it meant wiping America and Israel off the map and global domination. Here's what we can do about it, John. Now, I think it starts with smashing ISIS militarily. They've established and declared this Islamic state, this caliphate in the heart of the Middle East, destroy it. Destroy it before it metastasizes even more. Now, President Obama says again and again that Americans are war-weary. That may be true, but if you lay out a compelling case, how this is an existential immediate threat, the American people will get the memo. This is seen as a threat to our nation, Yes. to our children's future. Exactly, and we don't need a heavy U.S. footprint. Think of 2001 in Afghanistan. We had special forces, we had the CIA on the ground working with the Northern Alliance. They routed the Taliban. We can do the same thing today in Iraq and Syria. We have the Kurds who are fierce fighters, very pro-American. We have Assyrian Christians. We have some moderate Iraqi tribes. All of them want to fight ISIS. We don't need a heavy footprint. We just need a special forces presence in the least. The Kurds are saying we can do this, just give us the weapons to do this. Exactly. Just arm us and ISIS is using heavy U.S. weaponry that they seized from the Iraqi military. It doesn't take much. Continue the airstrikes, intensify the airstrikes, but work with these folks on the ground who really, truly want to fight and defeat ISIS. If we want to defeat ISIS, we have to crush them like, if we're serious about it, we have to crush them like we crushed the German and the Japanese war machines in World War II. That's what we need to do now before it gets completely out of hand. And
1: we're dealing with as serious a threat. Just a minute or two left. Most of the people that are watching right now are Christians. Talk about what Christians that are watching, believers that are watching can do. What, what, what should our role be as I'd believers? I'd say
2: if not us, who? And if not now, when? I think our role as believers, number one, obviously we need to pray and pray diligently. But I'd say be bold and have the same kind of audacity that the bad guys have. We need to be bold about our faith and standing strong, proclaiming our faith and calling evil for what it is. We are in a culture right now, society where it is moral relativism ruling the day. We need to step up, be strong, call ISIS for the evil that it is, call radical Islam for the evil that it is. That's number one. Number two, I encourage everyone to vote. If there is someone on either side of the political aisle that you don't agree with, vote them out. That's really simple. Get with like-minded people at your church in your Bible study and, and be informed about these threats that affect all of us. We need to be salt and light. And if we're, no one else is going to do it, when it comes to the Jewish people, it's going to be Bible-believing believers in Yeshua.
1: You need to take this seriously. You need to be praying. You need to be proclaiming. You need to do your part because we have the sole message that will bring true peace to this world. Eric, thank you for thank sounding you, John, the alarm. Appreciate it. Come thank back you. again.
2: Absolutely.
1: if you want to better understand how isis is strategically planning to infiltrate america where they may already be laying groundwork and what you can do to protect yourself and your family then you're going to want to get a copy of eric steckelbeck's latest book isis exposed you can find out how in just a moment but first an update on a tribe of jewish people who desperately need our help need your help. Stay with me.
3: Your gracious gift and support of the work of Jewish Voice Right Now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, We are urgently preparing for one of our next medical clinics our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort they'll share god's love and good news that jesus is their promised messiah today we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there especially infants and toddlers you can help save them but you must act now will you be a blessing to these needy jewish people Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll send you the book discussed on today's broadcast, ISIS Exposed, Beheadings, Slavery, and the Hellish Reality of Radical Islam by Jonathan's guest, Eric Stackelbeck. In this eye-opening new book, veteran investigative reporter Eric Stackelbeck takes you inside the story of the new caliphate rising in the Middle East and reveals just how clear and present a threat it is, even here in the United States. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our powerfully moving new limited edition art sculpture we call Soldier at the Wailing Wall. This numbered limited run keepsake sculpture poignantly depicts an Israeli soldier praying at Jerusalem's Western Wall. It will serve as a deeply moving reminder that your partnership with Jewish Voice makes you an important part of something that is blessing the Jewish people and rallying support for Israel. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help and sharing the good news to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now.
1: mandate at jewish voices to go anywhere in the world where there's jewish people open to the gospel and through that we reach all people it brings us to remote places like the bush of zimbabwe and here in gondar ethiopia to help an ancient jewish community a lost tribe The Beta Israel, the House of Israel, these are people that live in absolute squalor. Uh, Most of them have never been to a a, a dentist or received eye care or medical care, and we provide that all free of charge, eyeglasses, eye surgeries. We couldn't do this without the partnership of those like you who stand with us around the world. And one way you can partner with this ministry is by coming on one of our outreaches. We go to India to help the Bene Menashe. We go to Ethiopia three times to help different Jewish communities. We're working now in Zimbabwe with the Lemba tribe, an ancient Jewish tribe. These are lost tribes of Israel that God is restoring in these last days. And it takes volunteers. This is absolutely critical to these outreaches. And I promise you this, if you come on an outreach, God will use you and in the midst of the using you, he will change you as well. We need you to say Hineni, here am I, send me. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, It's been a a remarkable experience for us. Uh, It's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I, I am a big giver, and so I felt that this was the next step to use the, the skill that God has given me to, to help mankind.
4: When
3: you're here, you get an opportunity to serve God, and it's, it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifices, is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing their, your love to them. So it's changed Amen. you. It's... It, it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can surface children that are hurting.
5: I know when I arrived in uh, Zimbabwe, I was pretty nervous. I'd never set up a tent in my life. One of my friends back home brought his tent and backpack and other camping gear over and showed me how to set it up in my backyard one night. Certainly if I can take a bucket shower and live in a tent for a week and do all of that when I have literally no outdoor experience, I think just about anyone can. And I feel like I'm doing um, more good for people maybe than back home. I love that the patients are so appreciative. The pathology here is incredible. many tropical diseases that we never see in the United States. When I come with JBMI, I'm always impressed by the efficiency of how they work patients through, how many people that we are capable of seeing in a week, and really doing a, a marvelous job, really loving the people. I think when you see the need, um, and when you take care of some of these people who are so poor and so appreciative and really so very sick, it draws you back again and again. And really coming and doing some of these trips is what helps me keep going during the year when I'm doing my regular practice. And what's so precious about these, these outreaches with JV and Lye is that they're being offered prayer and the gospel. The people are receiving that at the end of the, their walk through our clinic. And so in other words, they're getting both. And that to me is the best, the very best. We've seen children who who couldn't speak, they couldn't hear, they they were they, they couldn't do anything. I, I'm shocked, and then and then they can speak, and and they can hear and they can say their names. Babies that that there was this 18-month-old baby that, that couldn't even stand up or sit up, nothing, and and then it had uh, witchcraft bracelets on its wrist. They were cut off, and the baby sat up immediately. I mean. <laughs> eyes, eyes to see with adults. I've seen so many miracles. I, my heart is is just filling up. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be changed over this entire experience. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me.
4: In the afternoon, I was starting to feel pretty tired. My compassion level for patients was dropping, and all of a sudden, the nurse came into my room and said. Can you see this patient outside? And I said, feeling tired, well, can't they carry the patient into my room? And she's like, well, she looks pretty sick. So I I went outside and I go up to this cart that is being drawn by two donkeys near death look on this young female who is dying from AIDS. And I find out that she's come eight kilometers to seek help. And it was kind of like a slap upside my head because two minutes before that, I'm in my, my room feeling sorry for myself. And that was just God saying, how do you feel now? And I, I, I didn't know what to do. I see a dying woman, and I can't help her. But as a man of God, I can share love. I can show compassion. And that's not easy for me to do, but God working through me made it very easy. The Lord is looking down on this with favor, and He's looking down on this that He loves
2: culture and He loves diversity. And uh, I had such a warm, wonderful feeling that. Uh, The Lemba here are very gentle and loving people and that the Lord has not forgotten them and that they have retained as much as they possibly can of their culture and of um, of their Jewishness.
0: Samson's tribe, the lost tribe of Dan, are the Beta Israel, or Jewish people of Ethiopia. They are a persecuted people, and those who have accepted Jesus are ostracized even further. They are outcasts, the poorest of the poor in Ethiopia, without clean water to drink, enough food or clothing, or even basic medical care. Yet they worship Yeshua joyfully, and thousands more are recognizing Jesus as their long-awaited messiah it's amazing prophecy fulfilled before our very eyes come witness this miracle be an important part of god at work in these last days gathering his people back to himself We need volunteers urgently for this outreach. Medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please answer the call.
1: Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, all free of charge but most importantly we share the gospel and it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives but we need your help I want to ask you to be part of saving lives of transforming lives and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today will you consider doing that I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you You can call or click or right now to share and request them all. And remember, your generous gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash jewishvoice. Well, that's all the time we have for today as I leave you. I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray, for the peace of Jerusalem, the Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom, and God bless you.
0: News Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.